CSO Behind the Badge, the official podcast of the York County Sheriff's Office. Welcome to Behind the Badge. I'm Trent Ferris, PIO here at the York County Sheriff's Office and also your host. We appreciate you listening and learning a little about it, the ins and outs of the York County Sheriff's Office each and every week and uh, about all the hardworking men and women who serve our citizens each and every day. And before we move on with our guest this week, please go check us out on our social media pages. That's all of them, the big ones, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the big ones. Uh, We're even on YouTube. Uh, If you want to go check some of the new latest public service announcements that we have created, I have had a touch of help and actually I filmed them. I filmed them and created them and we were just trying to get people to look at them. A little public service announcements, fun time, good time stuff. Uh, And that's also educational at the same time. And uh, also, while you're at it, go visit our website, YorkCountySheriff.com, where you can keep up to date with what's going on here at the Sheriff's Office with news, events, and crime prevention information, and a whole bunch of other good stuff. And uh, you can also sign up for Notify Me Alerts via YorkCountySheriff.com. This is also where you can effectively get the right information at the right time uh, so you can make right and informed decisions about your personal safety. So, all right, with all that said, we're moving on uh, because October... And if you're listening to this in October, uh, some folks listen later on. Somebody might listen to this podcast in November. Just But remember, October is Domestic, domestic Violence Awareness Month. And on average, nearly 20 people per minute, 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. During one year, this equates to more than 10 million men and women Uh, One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence and intimate partner uh, contact, whether it's sexual violence or stalking or uh, injuries or fearfulness or even post-traumatic stress, uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, So all those are uh, signs of domestic violence. And uh, here in South Carolina, 42.3% of South Carolinian women and 29.2% of South Carolinian men experience intimate partner physical violence. And like I said before, either that's through violence or hitting, that kind of stuff, or stalking or some kind of intimidation sometime in their lifetime. So to unpack this very serious topic is my friend, Tina Marsh victim advocate here at the York County Sheriff's Office. Tina and I have gone way back. We're, we were we almost started here at the same time because we went to uh, our class three basic um, law enforcement training down at the academy together years and years and years ago. You started here before me, but we went to the academy together like that. So without further ado, I'm going to ask you to talk to talk. Tell us about yourself, Tina. How long you worked here? Why would you get in law enforcement? So on and so forth. Okay. Well, good morning, and thank you for having me. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I'm Tina Marsh. Um, I have been a victim advocate here at the Sheriff's Office for nine and a half years. Um, I came from the YMCA. I worked there for about 15 years, mm-hmm. and um, I worked in the Fort Mill area, mm-hmm. and the deputies that were assigned to that location would often come in, and we built relationships with them. And one day, one of the officers came up and said, hey, you know, the sheriff's office is going to have an opening for a victim advocate position. Would you be interested? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, let me think about it. And um, he told me what it would be. Oh, you're just going to help people. 
And I did not know helping people meant more than just helping people. Right. So um, after I was hired here, I saw him one time and I said, you tricked me. You know, you didn't <laughs> tell me that it was going to entail all of this. But it's been really great to mm -hmm. be able to assist victims of crime um, here at the York County Sheriff's Office. Yeah, vic Victims of crime. I mean, they're. I mean, everybody thinks victim of crime is somebody who's involved in a armed robbery, a clerk at an arm, you know, clerk mm -hmm. at a convenience store, and they're a victim. I mean, victims are victims of all crime. That is correct. If, if it's a crime, mm -hmm. there's a perpetrator of the crime, and then there's a victim of a crime. Whether you correct. have a a trailer in your yard that's stolen, that person mm -hmm. is a victim, and may not be a physical violence type of victim, but that vic person has been a victim of a crime. So. Remind everybody, it's been a year since we've had a victim advocate on mm -hmm. the podcast, so remind us what you all do there and how many people are in the victim advocate unit and so on and so forth. Well, a part of the victim assistance unit, we have four victim advocates at this time, mm -hmm. and what we do is we, sit, we, we assist victims of crime within the county of York. Mm -hmm. So we have myself, I work the York area. Mm -hmm. I work also victim services for York City Court for York City and York City Court. Um, then we have an advocate that covers Fort Mill, Tika K, Baxter area. Mm -hmm. We have a victim advocate that covers Clover, Clover City, mm -hmm. Lake Wiley area. Then we have a victim that covers the Rock Hill area, but in the county of mm -hmm. Rock Hill. The Rock Hill Police Department, they have their own victim advocates okay. that assist their citizens within the city of Rock Hill. Okay. So we cover all of those areas. So you 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 mentioned it like for your York, you mm -hmm. uh, you assist York PD. Yes. As their victim advocate, yes. as well as the sheriff's office. Yes. That's so we that can be quite also, a lot. It is sometimes it can be. Um, I also cover the Hecker Grove area. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. With, um, Smyrna. So we cover those areas. Mm -hmm. Anything that happens within the York Eastern York County side of our area and uh just to add on that you guys are class three law enforcement officers yes that's correct you're you limited limited arresting powers that kind of stuff but it's not the point of it it's just so you can help help people bet further on and then you also get called out you that's are on correct. on call mm -hmm. schedule where if there is a crime in which they need a victim advocate at the scene of a crime you guys go Yes, that is correct. As We're you always guys, on you call. Gals. You gals. <laughs> gals. Um, we are on call. Mm -hmm. um, that's some of the, the roles of a victim advocate here. Mm -hmm. um, if the road officers need an advocate to come on scene, not necessarily always domestics, but that's mm -hmm. we'll talk about that yeah, in a true. little bit. But that's probably the bulk of what the calls we get. But it could be from um, homicide. It could be a suicide. Mm -hmm. um, it could be... Um, just assault and battery um if we have to respond sexual assault yep. if we have to respond to the hospital um the officers can call us on any thing that they feel the victim or the person that's making a complaint mm -hmm. may need assistance with yep. and that's where we come in as victim advocates and you touched on it a lot of the calls are domestic violence related mm -hmm. Dome domestic violence mm -hmm. related and so Tell us, I mean, that that's what it is. We're going to get started. In it. it's, it's not just being, you know, victim that, you know, domestic violence isn't just being somebody physically hit by their partner. It's other things, too. We talked, touched on it, stalking, uh, fear, just having that fear or just whatever. Touch on domestic violence and it, it, and it's a problem. It's it issue. is. It is. And uh, the thing about um, domestic violence is. When I started working as a victim advocate, I wasn't aware of how extensive domestic violence could be. Mm -hmm. And you don't know 
or growing up, you didn't really know what to call it. Mm -hmm. Because I can, in my own personal life, I, I remember seeing those things. But in the 80s, I guess in the 80s, mm -hmm. you really, there wasn't a term for it that I can remember. Yeah. And I was a younger teenager then, so I, you know, I wouldn't have known. But when you look back, domestic violence, it covers all walks of life, mm -hmm. all economic statuses, uh, races. Um, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, since I've been doing this job, domestic violence covers, uh, it's touched on everyone. And yeah. no one is exempt um, if you are in a situation like that. Um, it doesn't matter if you live in a certain community. Mm -hmm. Domestic violence can happen anywhere. Yeah. And it's not something you shouldn't be ashamed of. Um, it's happening, but there's help for people who feel that they are trapped mm -hmm. um, in domestic violence. Because I guess it's what, you know, people... The intimidation portion of it. Mm -hmm. Somebody is a victim of domestic violence. They, the, their partner will say, "Nobody's going to believe you." Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Go ahead and try. Nobody's going to believe you. That, you know those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Those intimidation factors, and then also maybe some of the reasons why they 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 feel like they can't get out of a relationship because one, the person involved, man or woman, has some kind of control over right. them where they feel like they can't get out and if they do try to leave they won't have any kind of support structure and i guess mm -hmm. that turns into help vi the victim advocates help these folks talk uh, talk to us about how you as a victim advocate help domestic violence victims yeah let me um if i can touch back when you were talking yeah. about the power and control please if the audience goes on and they just google um power and control wheel it's going to pop up mm -hmm. and there's going to be a wheel that it shows um domestic violence um, the power and control, and it has physical violence and there's sexual violence, which yeah. we touched on a little bit yeah. earlier. And some of those um, power and control is when a person is an abuser, mm -hmm. they start to try to isolate their victim from family members, mm -hmm. um, not wanting to move forward. If you're in education, you're trying to get your degree, mm -hmm. you're trying to better yourself. They don't want you to better yourself. Mm -hmm. They want you to be under control and, and under their authority per se. Mm -hmm. um, so they almost like have a thumb on you where you yeah. cannot be the person that you were created to be. Right. So they're gonna use coercion and threats. Right. They're gonna, oh, if you do this, I may take, I'm gonna take the children if children are in, involved. Yeah. Um, if you do this, then your reputation is going to ruin or you're going to lose your job. Yeah. So they want to try to break you down to the point where you're totally dependent on that person. It's almost like making the person act like they're going crazy. Like, oh, my, you know, they're doing this to, my, to mm -hmm. my mind and they become totally dependent on the person. One of the things that we rarely touch on is financial abuse, uh. because that is a part of the totality of domestic violence when there is the financial abuse where the victim is totally dependent on them financially. Mm -hmm. And that's where we can come in and start to kind of ask questions of the victim. You know, did you go to school? What were your aspirations? What were your goals? Have you considered going back to school? Have you considered these other options yeah. and avenues? And so we're trying as victim advocates, try to instill something in them that has been either taken out or they just never thought of it because of the situation or what where they were raised or environments. But that's what we come in to try to encourage and help. We do not force or tell them to do anything. Okay. We present the options. We present the services. But it's always up to them to decide if they're going to accept. That's right. You can't. You can only show somebody the door. You can't. You know. You can 
open it for I mean, you can show them the door. They have to open it. Right. They have to walk through. Right. And so that's that's good. That's a good way, good way of pointing it. And because a lot of people feel like this, you know, I can walk through this door. Mm-hmm. I can go through here. But if I do, that door's going to close behind me, and then there's nothing on the other side. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what they feel. They do, and it's yeah. fear. Fear. You know, I've, I've heard an acronym say fear, false evidence appearing real. No, now, it, it is, um, it's fear. I don't know if I was on the other side, mm-hmm. how would I respond? I'm not sure, but I would hope that if I was presented with the services and presented with a caring, mm-hmm. compassionate person that seemed to have my best interest, then maybe I would be willing to take that step if someone walked with me. Mm-hmm. And that's what we attempt to do every day in the Victims Assistance Unit here at the Sheriff's Office mm-hmm. is we try to walk with these people that come through our doors for services and let them know that we're here to help. We can't make you do anything. We mm-hmm. can't force them. And oftentimes it's difficult because we want it so bad for them sometimes mm-hmm. that they can't see it, but we do. Right. And that's just that patience, being patient, being compassionate, like you can do it. Sometimes they don't want our help because yeah. it's a lot going on. The trauma, um, it, it's a lot of variables that go along with that. But eventually we want them to know that we're here to help them mm-hmm. if they do find themselves stuck in a situation that they can't get out. Do you have any type of issue where like, say you've helped somebody along and they just get to a point where you feel like you could just let, let them out of the nest and they are going to be on their own, but then they go back mm-hmm. and they go back to that person or they go back to another lifestyle in which they get back into it. And, and I guess the question that a lot of people have is it's like you're being physically abused or you're being abused, intimidated, a lot of fear. Why on earth would you go back to that guy? Why? And I guess it goes back to your wheel, mm-hmm. <laughs> financial, that kind of stuff. But do you ever have, I guess it's the million dollar question. Why does somebody go back? Yeah, I had that. um, I remember working a case. This was several years ago, and um, it was in the county, but then it went into the city. And I remember I got the call Mm -hmm. to go out. Um, So I went out. I went to to visit with this person, and I remember the person saying, you know, you told me this would happen. I should have listened. But what we're trained to do is as we're trained to – Talk with them as if that's the first time we've ever met them. Okay. Now, we understand that's not the first time. Right. But we're not there to throw stones at them. We're not there to say, I told you so, Mm -hmm. because that's not going to help the situation. And what we try to do is build that relationship Mm -hmm. where maybe that third time now, maybe that person won't return Mm -hmm. because they remembered. But when she saw me, she said, I remember everything. So they're listening, Mm -hmm. but it's just so much going on in the inside of their heart and their mind that they got to kind of navigate through that to try to eventually come up to the surface and breathe yeah. and go, okay, I think I can do this. Like you said, walking through that door mm-hmm. and then it shuts behind you. You don't know if something's going to be on that other side. Mm-hmm. And it's just t- taking that step. It's almost like you're taking a step of faith. Like, okay, I just got to do this, but not only my, my safety, but if children are involved, that yeah. really complicates things oh, because man. now you have little ones that you're responsible for mm-hmm. that you got to do something. You got to make a decision. Right. Now, to, to go back to what you were saying and why, why do yeah, they why? not leave? Right. Um, it's easier said than done. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different things, but fear is one. Fear is probably the biggest I don't know um, if I can do it. I can't make it on my own. I don't know if I can make it on my own. Um, What about the children? 
um, if it's uh, the usually the stats show that women are more abused than men, but men are abused as well. But well, the child, you know, I'm gonna use it from a woman's perspective. Well, you know, my children need their father. Um, We'll get that a lot. But you know, to respond to that, it's like if a person is sick, then you want them to get well. Mm So this person is sort of, you know, in a place, I try to use it where they an analogy where they can understand they're sick and you want them to get well so that when they're well, they're able to be the, the father, um, husband that mm-hmm. they need to be for their children. Right now, they need to get well. Yeah. So I try to explain it where maybe they can understand. Um, sometimes I'll say, you know, mama bear in the wild. I'll use that example. When Mama Bear sees a person, if they even think that you're looking at the cub wrong, they're going to come out fighting. Oh, yeah. So Mama Bear has to awaken and say, no, I got to do something, especially when children are involved, because that's just another dynamic there to domestic violence. And those are the, I won't say unknown, but the lesser known victims Mm -hmm. of domestic violence Mm -hmm. victims. I guess what you always think of is husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, Mm -hmm. even sometimes the teenagers that are involved, you know, they, Mm -hmm. they, that's what they think of, some kind of relationship, but then you have the little ones. You have the little ones. That are shared amongst the man and the woman. Mm-hmm. And whether you think it or not, it's like you'll never, I guess the in, from a man's perspective, they hold on to the woman. It's like, you'll never be able to take care of those kids. And then mm-hmm. DSS is just going to give them right back to me. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's the, the real, I guess the fear. Right. The fear of it's like, fear. I don't want to lose my kids. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to ever lose their kids. Nobody. You know, especially somebody who's going through all this. Right. And, and it's that it's fear, the, and it's it's what you when you said why did they leave that question why were they why don't they leave that question mm-hmm. came up if you remember maybe several years back when the NFL player um, I think it's Ray Rice um, please correct me mm-hmm. um, I try to be I'm not as uh, sports illiterate mm-hmm. <laughs> as I should be huh. Ray Rice when he was in the ho- in the the elevator with his oh, girlfriend yeah. Yeah, yeah, that case, and yeah. he knocked her out. And he dragged her out of the elevator, but she ended up marrying him later on. And it was the question, oh, I mean, I remember when that was, you know, in the news and people were just shocked. Why? And it was in the NFL, like, why, you know, did she stay? And her thing was, this is my business. Um, I love him. And that was just a misunderstanding. You only saw Um, one fraction of it. We only saw one fragment of it, but what we saw, that still went across the line of doing assaulting a woman with yep. you being an NFL player and she's a, of a smaller statue, regardless mm-hmm. of the statue. But um, I think it's a security thing too, Trent. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just want that security and you're going to handle whatever's thrown your way yeah. and you're in it for the long haul. Um, my Our concern is law enforcement is that long haul sometimes could cause you your life. Mm-hmm. And as we have had several deaths in York County alone with women um, particularly murdered through domestic violence in their children, we just don't want to see that. And we want to educate the community as much as we can of the seriousness and the dangers of domestic violence and just letting them know that there's help out there for them. Is there a thing that that they can do? I know there's a lot of fear and whether they say, I'm not ready to leave yet, but Mm -hmm. is there a way for somebody to say if they're listening? document it without their partner knowing Mm -hmm. or so in the future you can go back and say there's a history of this okay to whomever is there is there something like that like some code words that Mm -hmm. they will call you up and say um the (laughs) 
I don't know, the eagle is flying backwards in a hurricane. Okay. That's a code word or something. Is that something somebody could do? Like to, it is. to call you um, or what? That'll be something of a part part of a safety plan. Yeah. So a safety plan, um, some things are, and I'll I'll give give the audience an acronym, ACTS. When you talk about ACTS, um, ACTS is emotion. You're putting something into play. Um, it's action word. You want to do something. So you think of ACTS, ACTS. Um, a, you want to acknowledge that this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be embarrassed about. Domestic violence can happen whether you are um, in politics, if you are a wealthy person, if you are um and firefighter, mm-hmm. any kind of profession, domestic yeah. violence can happen. School teacher, domestic violence can happen to any profession. Yeah. Um, so just think about acknowledge. Um, don't be ashamed. Acknowledge this is happening to me. You rip the bandaid it's, off. It's, this it's is happening. happening. And then access. I want access. I want you to start limiting your access to the abuser mm-hmm. because the more access you make available to the abuser, the more danger you put yourself in. Mm-hmm. You want to start drawing those boundaries. Um, it can be very dangerous when you're making a decision to leave an abuser. Mm-hmm. That is the most dangerous time for anyone to leave because the power and control is starting to slip and they don't want to lose that. Right. Think of that. And then um, C, call for help. Call. Whether that is law enforcement, if it's calling a friend, but make sure those friends are going to be there to support you. Look at yeah. your circle to make sure you have friends that you can trust and communicate these things to um or the domestic violence hotline i yeah. mean the, that hotline is available um and, google yeah google whenever you get a chance call it because mm-hmm. sometimes you, you have the people who have that intimidation mm-hmm. so why are you on your phone mm-hmm. or they don't even let them have a phone right so find that opportunity mm-hmm. to call mm-hmm. or, that's yeah. right yeah. um t take action um if you know i'm gonna start doing these things i'm acknowledging i'm limiting my access i'm calling for help Take action. Take action may mean filing for an order of protection. Yeah. It may start to, it may mean drawing those boundary lines. I'm valuable. I'm not going to allow myself in this situation anymore. Um, creating that safety plan like we talked about. Yeah. If you're not ready, but you know you're, you're going to live with them while you're working on the plan, talk with a neighbor and say, hey, when I have my light on in the daytime, please call for law enforcement. Okay. Um, that can be something. You know, if my light is flicked on in the day, Please call law enforcement. Um, I'm going to put a blue light. If you see a blue light, um, I'm switching the blue light. You see it flick on at night. So you can do things that you can create with your neighbor if you're not that quite ready, but you're getting that plan together. Because a part of the safety plan is getting documents. You want to start stashing away some monies, having those important documents like birth certificates, social security cards. Your know, bank cards. Mm-hmm. Um, have a separate bank card. Start putting some money away in a separate account because, like we talked about before, financial abuse is a part of that domestic violence yep. element there. And then E, you want to survive. Start thinking. Excuse me. S is um, survive. survive. You want to start real. Don't accept being a victim. Um, know your worth and value. If you need to start over, it's okay to start over. Yeah. But know that there are services out there and there are people out there that's willing to help you um, if you would just give them a chance to help. Phew. It's a lot to ingest. It know? is. And, and I guess it's, it takes a lot of bravery mm-hmm. to do that, you know, because like you said, somebody might just, it's like, there's no way I can go do it. There's no way I could even put a, do this to do the next step or whatever. And it's just being brave and being, it's like, I'm, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do this to get myself out of this situation. And so, I mean... 
if you, folks, if you're you have an issue with this and you you're listening to the podcast and you're like this might be my opportunity now is the opportunity and even if you're not necessarily a reported reported down victim, right? Just call us, call one of the say hey call up sheriff's office I need to speak to a victim advocate. Mm-hmm. Whether you have an active case or not, they're there to talk to you about it. And I guess and I guess about the safety plan. I mean, people have given us a lot of heat over the last week about something we did here at the sheriff's office on our Facebook page. And there, the reason why, when we post things on, just to give everybody some context, when we post something on the Facebook page, it is not a fresh new case. It is something where we have exhausted all of our, our investigative leads and we need the public's help. So this past week, last week, we had an issue where a woman walked into a food line and she looked like she was in distress and all she did was hand the cashier a note saying, look, I'm, I'm in fear. I my husband is going to, or my, the man I'm with is going to hurt me. And she didn't say anything, but the cashier saw that and let us know about it. Of course, our detectives and our deputies did what they could to try to find this woman. They got the picture of the truck. They got a picture of her on the food line uh, cameras. They did everything they could to try to track this person down because she apparently was a, a active victim of domestic violence. And once Lieutenant Wallace said, hey, Trent, we need help finding this person. That's when we, it's, it's a very slippery slope when we post things online. And we had to put this person's picture out there. We had to put the car on there. We had to explain what happened to the people and so they would be ready to help us find this person. So before she became even, a, scary enough, a victim of a homicide due to a vic, uh, domestic violence. And people were like, well, why'd you do that? Now she her husband, the, the man's with her, is going to see that. And she's, he's just going to you know, take it out on her more. And I said, well, I understand that. But when you, time is not on your side and you're trying to help somebody, this is the best way we know how. We need basically crowdsourcing. So that woman was brave. She was brave in which to go into the store and say, look, I've had enough. I'm in fear for my life. Here's a note, cashier. Please let somebody know. And that's when our detectives and deputies went into you know, help mode. And, yes, we, we found the woman. She was safe. We found the man. We, uh, I believe they charged him. I believe. I'm not entirely certain. But she is safe. All from the public's help. All because she was brave enough to tell somebody she was in a bad situation. And so that is part of it. Be, mm-hmm. be a survivor. Survive. Mm-hmm. Do all the acts. Be it, be, be it and do it. And trust us, we will help you every which, like you say, you help them out every step of the way. Yes. Every step of the way to make sure that they're going to be safe in the end and survive mm-hmm. along the way. So um, is there anything else, I mean, other than being brave and, and, and stepping up and protecting yourself? Is there something that anything else somebody could do to just, you know, to get out away from a hostile relationship other than just, you know, ripping off the Band-Aid and going to give a t- note to somebody or, or anything like that? Well, um, there's more information. There's a lot of information about mm-hmm. domestic violence and um, if people would visit yorkcountysheriffs.com mm-hmm. our website they can find out a lot more information about victim services mm-hmm. um, there's stalking information there yep. um, other domestic violence things that they can you know resource research on there and if they're wanting to file for an order of protection you don't necessarily have to have 
an arrest made, um, if you've been in an abusive situation, there's help out there for you. Mm -hmm. Please don't stay in a situation and feel you're stuck, especially if children are involved, um, because it's just going to perpetuate the cycle, and we want that cycle broken. So just know that there's help out there for you. Awesome. Awesome. And now, as far as being a victim advocate, there is, if say, if you don't want to do it full time, <laughs> but you want to help somebody, you want mm-hmm. to be a part of the solution and um, and help somebody who's a victim of any kind of crime, especially domestic violence. Victim advocates, we need volunteers. You yes. need you need help. I mean, you have the full time paid people, but you need volunteers that can help you help others. Talk to us about, you know, how you can become a, a, a victim advocate volunteer here at okay. the York County Sheriff's Office. Again, go on our website and there on the website, you'll see on the page, there's a um, victim advocate volunteer application. Um, fill that application out. Um, we'll get that application, look over it. Just like if you were applying mm-hmm. for a job, we'll look over that, call you in to see, you know, if it's a good fit and explain yeah. what the volunteer will be doing. Um, and then we'll go from there. So we need volunteers. If you want to help, mm-hmm. you can help. And uh, just, you know, if you want to be a part of the solution, you can. And it, it, it's not much. I think we had a couple of volunteers. I think, it, well, COVID kind of shut it down a little bit right. for a little bit. But probably going to get back into the, the volunteer help again mm-hmm. all over the place. So hopefully that will be something. If you're interested and you're out there and you're thinking, I want to help, this might be your, your best bet and get, get a foot in the door. So, wow, Tina, that was a lot of – it was it's deep. We kind of try to keep the you know the the podcast light and airy and keep right. everybody entertained for last, but there's some good information, folks, that need to know. Yes, and yes, so I'm and glad. it's difficult. It's a difficult subject Ooh. to talk about, yeah. and sometimes this subject back in you know in the day would say it was something that was stayed in the house, you know, was done in the house, stayed in the house. But yeah. unfortunately, times have changed, and we have people that are losing their lives because of things that are being kept secret. Yep. So. Let's go ahead, like you said, pull the bandaid off. It's going to hurt, but there's somebody that can help with the medicine to make it better. That's right. There's always going to be some help. Right. All right. All right. Let's lighten it up a little okay. bit. Let's get let's get into the fun <laughs> stuff. We always do this every week. We have getting to know you rapid fire questions. This is just okay. something that it's called behind the badge for a reason, and we try to get to know the person behind the badge and uh, you know what they do here at the sheriff's office. Because I guess you know people out there think you know police officers and law enforcement folks are just a bunch of robots. They have no emotions and they don't have <laughs> lives out of work. They they work. They stay. They live at the sheriff's office in their police station. No, that's not the case. So we actually have lives. So these are the fun getting to. Know okay. questions. All right, Tina, are you ready? I'm ready. Your favorite subject in school? Favorite subject in school would have been history. Oh, see, I knew you and I were going to be tight. We're, we're, because <laughs> my favorite subject, I, I minored in history in college mm-hmm. just because, and I majored in mass communication, and I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. I got to have a minor, so I like history. So I minored in history in college. So good, 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 good. All right. Uh, what was your first job? Ever? Burger King. At Burger 16 King. Sixteen years old. Burger King. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my! God. My daughter wants to get a job, and she's like, "I was like, where do you want to work? Oh, I'll think about you know, food place or Chick Fil A, or you know, they're hiring over here at the the. I think it was Burger King. I'm not sure what it was, but I was like, well, let's let's think about this. I mean, it'd be a good job to start out with, and then so Burger King. All right, we're at which Burger King? Was it near Norfolk, me? Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia. Born and raised. Oh, yes. see, we didn't even get to that part. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, if you could meet one celebrity, who would it be? It would be Billy Graham, Doctor Billy Graham. Yes. The reason being is he was so consistent in his values and 
was I think the only one that's really met a whole lot, a lot of our U.S. presidents and mm-hmm. world leaders around the world, but still maintained being a positive example and an influencer, yep. even though he was a minister. Yeah. He still was kind of like a, a celebrity, too, because they, everybody wanted him to be present on TV shows mm-hmm. and talk shows, night shows. And, and he just and, had and a people way. People saw of, him for advice. They did, and they just he just had a way of communicating with people to make everybody feel valued and mm-hmm. that the Lord loved them. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, favorite food? My favorite food would be pizza. Yeah, it's always that's always up there on the list, and I'm with you on that. Um, favorite Disney character? Favorite Disney character since Disney bought out Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge superhero fan, so my favorite is Superman. Superman. No, no that's DC. Cor- correction. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm a spider girl. Spider-Man. Good one. Good one. Uh, if someone gave you a free, all-expense-paid trip to any place in the world, where would you go? I'm going to Hawaii. 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 Yes. Well, any reason? Just because it's I want to see the the, the water, <laughs> and I want to visit Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. the history part of oh, that. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. It is. And I, I regret I when I was visit. in the Navy, we got to go visit Hawaii. One of our port of calls was in Hawaii, and we came into Pearl Harbor, and we did man in the rails and got to see you know the Arizona Memorial and all that stuff from the ship and being a 21 year old 20 year old stupid kid I did not take the opportunity to go to the Pearl Harbor Memorial Museum and all that stuff I was just a dumb 20 year old kid in in the in the Navy and so I that was one of my regrets from the Navy is not being able to do all that cool stuff and uh, well i was army that's just what you need that's guys what, do. That's what yeah. you do i hate it i hate it so much if I, uh, if I can go back and talk to that kid i'll be like oh you dummy go do this <laughs> you're never going it's gonna be harder for you to get back here you're here for free they're paying no. the government's paying for you to go to hawaii uh and last up your uh do you have a personal motto in which you go by no i think just being a light mm-hmm. um because we work in such darkness a lot mm-hmm. um, and we see kind of the worst in society at times yep. but if we put in our mind that every time we show up to work that we're to be a light mm-hmm. to shine light in the darkness I think that eventually we'll start seeing more change uh-huh. in our community it's one of my favorite quotes from I'm a Clemson fan and uh, what coach Dabbas when he said be let the light inside you be brighter than the light that shines on you because, yes. in, you know, being a national football powerhouse, they had big spotlights on the football mm-hmm. team. And he always told his football players, "Be let the light inside you shine brighter than the light that's on you. So yeah. that is awesome, Tina. So, well, we appreciate it. Thank you for coming by. I know, like we said earlier, it's a, it, it, it's a tough subject to talk about. And it is a heavy subject to talk about. But if you get anything out of this podcast today, if you're listening to it, or if you know somebody who needs to listen to it, uh, because you can plug up your phone and put it in your ears and nobody knows what you're listening to. These, This is where you start. This is where you start to peel off the Band-Aid and get out of a bad situation if you feel like you and your significant other, mm-hmm. spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, this and that, whatever else, you need to get out of a situation, this is your time to do it. Just do it. And if you need help, call us up at the sheriff's office. We will, one, help you out in, 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 in any way. 
possible we can so all right folks thank you for listening to this podcast thank you and uh, share it with your friends whenever you can and one way we do that is we put it on our social media pages that's facebook instagram twitter well we don't put the podcast on instagram because instagram is weird it's all a bunch of pictures but we do put it on facebook and twitter and linkedin um we used to put it on youtube we don't do that anymore because that was a lot of work <laughs> nobody listens to go people go to youtube and watch videos not listen to a blank screen of, of podcast but if you want to you go to facebook and twitter share it with your friends and um tell them the old-fashioned way go up to them say hey go check out the sheriff's office podcast it's pretty cool they talked about some pretty heavy issues this week so you might want to go listen to them lastly if you go do do us a favor go to our website yorkcountysheriff.com if you're interested about the victim advocate services and have a victim assistance unit and want to be a volunteer you can do that go to the enforcement tab little drop down on menu will come up there you'll see all the cool stuff that we got going on and just find the victim advocate unit and then you can learn more about that and some other issues some guy information in there about what you can do if you feel like you're a victim of domestic violence so tina okay thanks again thank we you appreciate you me. and thank you all the ladies over there in the victim advocate unit and lastly thank you for listening to ycso behind the Bag.